Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 20th, 2022. So this past Sunday was Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday morning, right? And we celebrated the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of times, after Resurrection Sunday, we go on, and it's like you don't think about it until next year. <laughs> but but I was led to just kind of talk about it this week a little bit as well. Uh, what does the resurrection of Jesus mean to you? This is part three, and really I'm putting a specific emphasis on the Bible and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk today about the Bible and the Holy Spirit and what this means about Jesus and what he did on the cross for you and I, and how when God raised him from the dead, the Holy Spirit was restored, and that changes everything. So I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get ready for the word. Let me just say this before I get into the word. Um, I mentioned in, in like the little pre-session before I went, uh, started the video per se, that I'm flowing in this vein. And, and that's how I do it pretty much today's word all the time, right? This is not my assignment. I mean, like this is not my ministry. This is the Lord's ministry. It's my assignment, but it's his ministry. And so since he told me to do it over 24 years ago, my job is to just show up and report for duty basically every morning. And as I do, he gives me the words to say. And obviously you see, it's not a little bit of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And so, but he gives me the content and then he anoints me to communicate it. And then he breathes on it as it's being communicated. And then he blesses us as we apply it, right? I mean, it's all about him. This is not about us. It's all about him. The reason why I'm sharing that is because all I have to do is just, it's almost like a surfer. A surfer can't create a wave. All the surfer can do is wait for the wave to come. And when the wave comes, the surfer rides the wave. And so that's how it is with the things of God. That's the grace life. The grace life is I'm not trying to create anything. I just come and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want to do? And instead of me coming up with something and saying, okay, God, this is what I want to say. Can you please bless it? No, I just kind of say, what do you want to say? What are you already saying? Because when I tap into what God is already saying, and then I just flow in that vein, now I'm not coming up with it. It's not human ability. It's not human power. It's not human intellect. It is the Holy Spirit. And then I don't have to ask God to bless it because if he gave it to me, it's already blessed. And that's a different way to live. It's the grace life. So there's no pressure on me. There's no pressure on me to perform. I don't have to come up with anything. I just have to report to duty. God told me to do this. And guess what? For over 24 years, never, not once. Look at that. Not even one day have I ever stood in front of a computer without anything to say. You know why? because it's not about me. It's all about him. That's the grace life. And that's how we're supposed to live. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit today. Let's talk about the Bible. Let's talk about Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead. The Holy Spirit was restored to mankind. That's the vein that we're flowing in. I have three things to share with you in this morning. Here we go. Number one. Number one is God wrote a book. Let's talk about that for a minute. God wrote a book. You probably know people that you admire, um, that you would say, you know what, man, you talk to them, you should write a book. You know, people told me that for years and I finally wrote one book, but I'm going to write more. 
But people told me that for years. You know what, Rick? You should write a book, man. You got a lot of books inside of you. Actually, when I was first born again, I was uh, uh, very young in ministry. My pastor at the time, uh, Bishop Richard B. Peoples, he, uh, we had an all-night prayer session. And back then, all-night prayer meant all-night prayer. Like, I mean, we prayed all night. And during those, one of those all-night prayer sessions, I don't know, it was probably three or four o'clock in the morning, he came over to me and he laid hands on me and he prophesied that God has given me so many books and that I would publish, you know, lots of books. And he said several things that, that um, you know, still have yet to come to pass. And it's all going to come to pass in the fullness of God's timing. But my point is that you probably know somebody had a conversation with somebody who said, you know what, you should write a book. People have said that to Isabella. People say, you know what, if you would, if you write a book, I would buy it and I would read it. And, 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 you know, you should get that information out of your head and on paper so that other people can read it. Right. You probably had that conversation. Now, while this makes sense in the natural, sometimes people don't kind of take that same line of reasoning over to God. People say, hey, you know what, you should write a book. Cause if you write a book, I would buy it. I will read it, get that, get the stuff out of your head, out of your heart, put it on paper so other people can read it. Okay, well, think about this. God wrote a book. God wrote a book. God took his character, his attributes, his ways, and put it in a book. <laughs> so if God wrote a book, shouldn't you want to read it? I mean, like, think about that. The God who sits on the circle of the earth wrote a book. The God who created all things, including you, he wrote a book. And so if he wrote a book, Shouldn't you want to read it? Like, I mean, like we should take the time to read it. Furthermore, once you're born again, the author of the book, the Holy Spirit himself lives inside of you. So as you read the book, you're actually sitting down with the author. Like I have, I wrote a book. And so people are like, oh, they come to me. Hey, Rick, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. What's that? Right here in chapter four, right? In this paragraph, what were you thinking? Oh, well, they want to have a conversation with the author about the book. Well, guess what? You have the Holy Spirit. And so you can actually have a conversation with the author about the book. So as you open up the book and you're reading the book, you can ask the author who lives on the inside of you, you can ask him, what did you mean right here in Ephesians 2? What did you mean right here as I'm reading Jude 20? What did you mean? And the author of the book will sit down with you and he will reveal things to you about the book. The Holy Spirit is the author. God wrote a book. And so if God wrote a book and you have the author living on the inside of you, shouldn't you want to read it? Obviously, you want to read it because you tune into today's word and I get to talk about the book every day. But God gave you his spirit so that you can know and understand and digest and process all of the things that he's freely given to you and all of the things that are documented in the scriptures. So I already told you that before I got born again, the Bible didn't make any sense to me, right? I tried to read the Bible, but it didn't make sense to me because I didn't know at the time that the Bible is a spiritual book. And since I was unspiritual, I was trying to read a spiritual book and I was unspiritual, then I, I couldn't, it just didn't make sense. But once I got born again and I learned to get to the place where I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit and I'm sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, now when I open up the Bible, it's like the words sometimes jump off the pages or off my iPad or off the computer screen, jump off the pages and get down into my heart. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can give you insight and clarity and understanding on a level that you could never have as a mere human. Why? Because the author of a spiritual book is inside of you 
and he is a spirit and he is your direct connection to the father, spirit to spirit. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead so that you could have the Holy Spirit. That's the vein that I'm flowing in today. You got it? All right, number two, I'm gonna build upon this. God is a spirit. And so as a spirit, he can give you spiritual understanding. In the parable of the sower, Jesus, and, and Jesus called this parable, I call it the mother of all parables because Jesus said, if you can't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? So I call it the mother of all parables. So in the mother of all parables, Jesus talks about the word, the word of God, the sower. And a sower went forth to sow. And in the parable, he talks about four types of soil. The first type of soil that he talks about is the soil along the path. And the soil along the path, he says, now these are the type of people Now he gave the parable and then people really didn't understand it. And then later the, the disciples were like, Hey, Jesus, no one else is around. Can, can we highlight you for a minute? Yeah. What's that? Um, man, we don't understand what you was talking about. Can you, can you explain that parable to us? And he was like, okay, well, first of all, you need to understand it. But he said that the first type of soil, the soil along the path is like the people who hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. Their understanding is unfruitful. And because their understanding is unfruitful, then Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. The way that Matthew put it, this is Matthew chapter 13, uh, verses 13, 14, and 16. The Bible says, this is why Jesus is explaining. He says, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah when Isaiah said, you will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will ever be seeing, but never, <clears throat> excuse me. You will ever be seeing, but never perceiving. But blessed are your eyes, he said, because they see, and your ears, he said, because they hear. So let's glean some things from this parable and the whole thing about Satan coming and the word of God and understanding and all of that. So here's a few thoughts. The father can give us spiritual understanding of the word, but to those who are not sensitive to that understanding, the word of God makes no sense, right? Because the word of God is a spiritual book. The word of God is alive. So since the Bible is a spiritual book, it was designed to speak to your spirit not your intellect. And so since the Bible is a spiritual book, it's speaking to your spirit, not your senses. What we do is we say when something makes sense, when I can validate something with sense realm evidence, I can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. We say, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, it's logical, it's rational. I can validate it. It's, it's something that my intellect can comprehend. That makes sense. But the Bible is spiritual. God is spiritual, not sensual. So God doesn't have to make sense. So there are some things in the Bible that you cannot validate with your senses, with, with sense realm evidence. There's some portions of scripture that don't make sense, that you just have to believe, that you have to believe it by faith. For example, healing does not make sense. The Bible says, if any of you are sick, come unto the elders of the church that they may anoint you with oil lay hands on you, pray the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Okay. God has used these hands to release healing to many people. Well, that doesn't make sense. You try to explain that to a medical doctor without the Holy Spirit, that doesn't make sense. 
Tithing doesn't make sense. You say, okay, well, I'm going to write out this check. I'm writing it out to my church or I'm writing it out to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. I'm sowing this. I'm going to the thing, but I'm giving it to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, but I'm not really giving it to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. I'm giving it to God. And, and God is able to rebuke the devourer for my sake. And God is able to pour me out a blessing that I have not room enough to receive. That doesn't make sense. I mean, honestly, that just doesn't make sense. The virgin birth doesn't make sense. Don't try to explain tithing to a financial planner who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Don't try to explain the virgin birth to a, a, a medical professional without the Holy Spirit. These things don't make sense. The fact that God raised people from the dead, that doesn't make sense. But faith perceives God's words to be true, even though you cannot validate them with sense realm evidence. That's Hebrews 11 and 1. So if you have the faith to see the word, to hear the word, and to understand the word of God with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit understanding, and I have the faith to see it, hear it, believe it, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, you will be changed forever. But you have to approach the word of God as a spiritual book. You have to approach the word of God with the Holy Spirit, knowing that it's a spiritual book and it may not make sense. And so you have to digest and process and seek to understand spiritual things with a spiritual understanding. It's a divine understanding. Now, let me say this about the parable that Jesus gave. If it is true that Satan will come immediately to snatch away the word that's sown in the hearts of the people that don't understand, and because they have, they don't, they lack understanding, then they're susceptible to Satan and Satan can come. First of all, notice that Satan wants to snatch the word because he knows that there's power in the word of God. Think about that for a minute. So there is power in the word of God and Satan knows that the word of God can change your life. So he doesn't want you to keep the word down in your heart. He wants to snatch it and he can only snatch it when you don't understand it. So if it's true that when you don't understand, when you lack understanding, you are susceptible to Satan and Satan can come and snatch the word out of your heart. If that's true, and it is true, then it must also be true. Then when you do have a spiritual understanding, when you have spiritual comprehension, when you have a spiritual working knowledge of the word of God, you are in a position to retain. You are in a position to retain that word. And now Satan can't snatch it away from you because you have understanding. And now that you have retained the word of God down in your heart, now this word is spiritual seed and it is going to produce a spiritual harvest in your life. See, spiritual understanding is critical because I told you many times that you will never maximize what you do not understand. So when you read the Bible, the goal is for you to understand it, but you can't understand it without the Holy Spirit. The only way to understand spiritual things is with God's spirit. This is one of the reasons why Jesus came and he died and he rose from the dead. He came to restore the Holy Spirit to mankind. Adam, when Adam was in the garden, Adam had the Holy Spirit on the inside of him, 24 by 7 by 365. Adam walked around with the Holy Spirit and Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Adam never went to school. Adam didn't have an education. What Adam had was revelation. And so Adam was able to receive downloads from heaven and he had wisdom. He had revelation, knowledge, and understanding that didn't come from a school and didn't come from a book. It came from the Holy Spirit. And so now when Adam sinned, the Bible says his eyes were open. He realized he was naked. He was resigned to living as a mere man. 
And then under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit lived in, inside of the temple, in the most holy place above the Ark of the Covenant, the Bema seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And only one man was allowed to visit the Holy Spirit. That was the high priest. And then only once a year. So once a year, one man got to visit the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that Adam had on the inside of him, 24 by 7 by 365. Think about that. So the old covenant was, was types and shadows. One man got to visit what Adam had on the inside. Now Jesus came, he died, he suffered, he bled, he rose. When Jesus said, it is finished, the veil in the temple was torn. And now God was saying, the Holy Spirit is no longer here. First Corinthians 3 and 16 says, you are now the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you. So now you are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had. You have the same Holy Spirit that Adam had. And Adam had it 24 by 7 by 365. Jesus had it 24 by 7 by 365. You have it 24 by 7 by 365. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's one of the reasons why Jesus went to the cross. You got it? All right, number three, last point for today. God gave us his spirit so that we can understand spiritual things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, the Bible says, this is the Apostle Paul writing. He said, the prophet said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed these things unto us by his spirit. For the spirit knows all things, even the deep secrets of God. Now, no one can know God's thoughts except God's spirit lives inside of them. Now, we received God's spirit so that we can know everything that God has given us. Think about that. He says no one can know the thoughts of God. Like, like I, I, I remember when I first... Uh, got born again, uh, uh, there was a, a, an older lady we call like a church mother. And she said to me, baby, the ways of God are past finding out. You can't understand God, baby. God's ways are above our ways. And I said, yes, mama. You know, I was being respectful. But it's almost like she read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and stopped at verse 9. Like, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. You can't know the ways of God, baby. It's almost like she stopped at verse nine. Keep reading, mama. If you keep reading, it says, no, but God has revealed those things unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep secrets of God. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's spirit be down inside of him. And God gave us his spirit so that we can know the things that he freely gave us. God gave us his spirit. And so now I have God's spirit. I have Rick's spirit and I have God's spirit. So I have thoughts that come from Rick. And I have thoughts that come from God. I have thoughts that come from Rick. And I have thoughts that come from God. So I have thoughts that are not from me. I have thoughts that are coming from a whole nother world, a whole nother realm. And I get download, insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding from God. No, I have a wisdom that is beyond me, that is beyond this world. God gave me his spirit. And so my, the Holy Spirit is my direct connection to the Father. And so now I'm able to glean things from God. Now I'm able to read the word of God and get a whole nother level of understanding because the author of the 
the book is living on the inside of me. And so now I'm reading the book and the author of the book is explaining the book to me while I read it. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost right now, while I'm preaching, while I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit, I'm speaking words. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking words. You're hearing things I'm not even saying. The Holy Ghost is speaking words behind my words. There's a voice behind my voice. And so so everybody on this call right now, you are hearing things that are tailor-made for you. You can call me after this or text me after this. Say, Brother Pina, oh my God, that was for me. Listen, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And that, that word was just for me. Somebody else could say, oh, it's like you was all up in my Kool-Aid, Brother Pina. Oh, like you had a camera in my house. The word today was just for me because of boom, boom, boom. No, you're hearing what you need to hear because there's a voice behind my voice. There's a word behind my word. I'm speaking, but at the same time, I'm releasing logos. At the same time, the Holy Ghost is releasing rhema. This is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual act. This is not human. This is from above. It's not about me. It's all about him. And so, yes, that's why Satan wants to come and snatch away the word that's sown in your heart because the word can change your life and it can change your life forever. If you fail to understand the word of God, you are susceptible to Satan. But when you get an understanding and you say, okay, Holy Ghost, I need to understand this thing. I'm born again. The author of the book lives on the inside of me. Let me open up this book and talk to the author. Come on. I need you to explain this thing to me. Talk to me now. And you can go to the same verse every day for a month and he'll give you a different word from that same word every day because there's levels and levels and levels and levels of revelation inside the word of God. I can preach the same verse to you every day for a year and there'll be levels and levels and levels of levels of revelation. So God gave you his spirit so that you can know. God gave you a spirit so that you can know and understand and comprehend the things that he has freely given unto you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, now, now, now those people without the Holy Ghost, those people without the Holy Spirit, they can't know. These are spiritual things. And, and people without the spirit of God, they're unspiritual people. You used to be one of those. I used to be one of those. And, then, and he says, these people, they can't know the things of God. Matter of fact, the things of God, the things that you live by, they're foolishness to them. They're things that you live by right now that used to be foolishness to you. So don't try to have a spiritual uh, uh, conversation with unspiritual people. It is fruitless. You're going to have an argument for no reason. I, I, I can't explain spiritual things to unspiritual people. The Bible says it's foolishness unto them. Neither can they know them. The only thing in the Bible for unspiritual people is how to get saved, how to get born again. Once you're born again, we can have a conversation. But until you get born again, I don't need to try to explain to you why I give, how much I give. That's none of your business. I don't need to try to explain to you how I live the way I live. That, that's really none of your business. I don't need to try to explain to you how I can love those that curse me and bless those that despitefully use me. Why? Because I'm operating on a whole nother level. It doesn't make sense to you. You think I'm being gullible. You, you think I'm being, uh, uh, you know, people are taking advantage of me. No, you don't even understand. Listen, their poison can't stop my purpose. I'm just going to do whatever the Holy Ghost leads me to do. And so God gave me his spirit. The Bible says God gave me his spirit so that I can know, so that I can know. Listen, let me tell you this as I close. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. He did. Now, when you were born, you were born ignorant of those plans. You didn't know what those plans were. You didn't know anything about them. And so you came up with your own plans, your own ideas, your own future, your, based on your own intellect, your own experiences. But then you got born again. And once you got born again, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you the things that were prepared for you, but concealed from you. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you the things that were prepared for you, but concealed from you. It's almost like a movie trailer. 
My son Joshua loves movies. And when you're watching a trailer in the movie, it is a coming attraction. It is coming soon. It's like God will give you a glimpse. God will give you a glimpse of your future. And God is saying, hey, this is coming soon. Come on now. You get excited. The Holy Ghost is showing you something that's not in the book. The Holy Ghost is showing you something that's not in the Bible. It is a coming attraction. It is coming soon. And so not only do I have the book and the author of the book to explain the book to me, but then the author of the book will also tell me stuff that's not in the book. He will reveal things to me that was prepared for me, but concealed from me. And so Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit every day. That's how we're supposed to live. Jesus died so that we could have the same Holy Spirit he had. The disciples were amazed at Jesus. It was like they, they were amazed that Jesus always knew what to say. He always knew where to go. He always knew what to do when he got there. Jesus, and one day Jesus needed a donkey. He told them where to go find the donkey. One day Jesus needed to pay taxes. He told them where to go find the money for the taxes. One day, like uh, Jesus went from Capernaum, his ministry headquarters, down to Jerusalem many times. And one day they made that trip countless times. And one day he got up and said, hey, today we got to go through Samaria. We must go through Samaria. Why? Because the father had an appointment for Jesus with a woman at the well. How did Jesus know that he had to go through Samaria? The Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Spirit will explain things to you that's not in the book. Not only do will he explain the book, but he will give you things that's not in the book. He will give you coming attractions. So the book is past tense, what God said, but the Holy Ghost will speak to you right now what God is saying. Not only will I understand what God said, past tense, but I can understand what God is saying to me right now, present tense, because God gave me a spirit. That's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus rose. The Holy Ghost has been restored to mankind. Say amen to that. Man, at the end, I felt like preaching. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about the role of the Holy Spirit. Jesus died to restore our access to him. Because of Jesus, I was born again. Your spirit came and he now lives inside of me. Your book is a spiritual book. I tried to read it before I was born again, but it didn't make any sense. But now I have your spirit. The author of the book lives inside of me and he teaches me to understand and apply what's in the word. Furthermore, he reveals to me things that you prepared for me that are not in the Bible. This divine revelation is tailor-made for me. So I have the Bible. I have your spirit and I am growing more and more sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor right now. Go into the chat right now. If this message was a blessing, tell me about it. Tell me how this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments and then share this message right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This is a message you might need to listen to again. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.